Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. time we started recording it was the 20th yeah. century fox sound what if god was one of us <sighs> can we start over <laughs> it's never not funny <laughs> uh, uh, when did that I start i'm the funniest person alive. okay all right well <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> prove me wrong Allie. when did that prove start like it's been two years now which first of all yikes yeah but, like, officially two years. Yeah, which, gross. Happy birthday, us. We're in the terrible twos, y'all. You thought it was already bad. <laughs> yeah, we've been terrible for a while. <laughs> but we will accept baked goods, compliments, well wishes. Also just cash. Yeah, cold hard Go to patreon.com slash into the twilight and just throw quarters yep. <laughs> at your screen. Just stick some quarters into your computer and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not my fault what happens to your computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be really subtle eating a Starburst right now. It's not working. Ma'am, you can't just eat a Starburst. This is Cody. Our podcast. <laughs> I need it really bad. It's the discreet food that exists. I need it so bad. You don't understand. Chris. We were bullshitting for so long before we started recording. And the second we do, you're like, all right. (laughs) Just kidding, my fucking God. How dare you. So here's the thing. What kind of disrespect you have for this podcast? Terrible twos. That's what I'm saying. I have no impulse control. So... The One of the things that happens in our household is we celebrate half-birthdays, a.k.a. I celebrate half-birthdays, and Chris just goes along with yeah. it. <laughs> and one of the things that he did to celebrate for my half-birthday was he was an asshole, and I told him over Halloween that I like tropical Starbursts, but they're really hard to find, because they only were coming at our Safeway anyways in this, like, jumbo pack with regular Starburst. Uh-huh. And so I was just having to, like, you know, dig through the regular Starburst to find the tropical ones. So this asshole went on Amazon (laughs) and ordered a 12-pack of, like, the bags of them and gave them to me as a gift. He was like, here, happy half birthday. (laughs) And now I feel obligated to just, like, eat Starburst. (laughs) Yeah, I just can't not eat Starburst. There's no other foods now. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, like, they're good, but... You know, you can't just... I tried to sneak them into the movie theater, and they're really hard to do because they have so much wrappers, and, like, you can't be sneaky about them. But I brought this... I was wearing a dress that had pockets, and so I just brought a whole pocket full of them. And... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not... And it was just really hard to, like... You just take handfuls and shit. (laughs) I did. Um, I walk around town. Uh... (laughs) Well, but the thing was, is it was really hard because there were, like, some quiet moments of Boy Erased, and so I was yeah. really trying to, like, have a sweet treat because I was crying so much, <laughs> but I couldn't just, like, rip all these starbursts, <laughs> and the lady next to me kept looking at me like, ma'am, you're sneaking candy, and I was like, shut up, <laughs> like, I'm trying to cope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know how much popcorn costs these days, ma'am? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, speaking of <laughs> movies, can we talk about Widows for a second? Cause can we fucking talk about Widows? Because I'm Is that what everyone sounds homosexual. like? <laughs> no. No. Colin Farrell tries so tries his best to, to speak like with a Chicago accent, and it's very heartwarming and it's very sweet. <laughs> no. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, that... Um... That movie was a lot for me to watch because everyone was so hot. Yeah, it's inc- everyone's incredibly hot and it's really annoying. Yep. Um, I will tell you that's exactly what it feels like covering Chicago politics. Really? <laughs> 2018. <laughs> that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. You just are constantly freestyle rapping in a dumpster. 
Basically, mm. yeah. Also, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth DeBecky can, like, murder me, and I would thank her. Yep. It was, <sighs> oh, fuck. Like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. Let's, underrated heroes of that movie. Yeah. The Architect. Who is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> What's her story? Also, the dog. <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for her best supporting actress now. Because <laughs> she was stunning. She was beautiful. <laughs> Every time she's on screen, I just looked at her little little body just moving around. <laughs> she was the fifth member of that heist team. <laughs> I wanted her to, like, walk out with, like, a gun in her mouth or something. <laughs> I think she's also a dog in another movie I saw on Twitter. I need to find out. Ugh. And I love Isn't her. she, like, the dog food commercial dog? She ha- She's the Maybe. same kind of breed. She's, yeah. like, that kind she's of dog. She's definitely that kind of, like, poofy white dog. Exactly. You know? Yes. She's also in Game Night, so. Oh, sure. That's yeah, pretty sure. good. I love that. Yeah, I this whole week was jam-packed for movies for me. Because I saw Widows on Friday. Boy Erased on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I just, me, staring at the screen, being like, who? <laughs> and then on yesterday, yesterday? Yeah. yeah, I saw an early screen of Creed. Which, hi, mm-hmm. let's also talk about everyone is hot in this movie. I have a problem. <sighs> have you seen the Entertainment Weekly? They did a, a cover story on, on Tessa Thompson and uh, Michael B. Jordan. <sighs> And the photos, I fuck, I cannot believe. It's a fucking This is not crime. allowed. I'm pissed. <laughs> I have a job to do. I can't just look at these photos all day. <laughs> I have things to do. Oh my god. It was an actual crime for me. Um, yeah. I was just sitting there the whole time pissed. Like, you guys can't, you can't, <laughs> what do <are> you, <laughs> who am I supposed to look at? I can't, I don't have enough eyes. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, it only worked best when Tessa and Michael's faces were almost, like, smushed together. And I was like, all right, finally. Like, now right. it's just easier for me to. Yeah. Um, oh, God damn. So, anyways, how are you doing? I'm great. Great. I also saw a lot of movies this weekend. Tell me more. Because I'm off of school. And, yeah, I'm feeling like emotional roller coaster. And it's great. And I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. What all did you see? I watched The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Great. Because I would die for Desiree Ekman. I also saw The Spy Who Dumped Me because I missed that sure. when it came out. And I love to have fun. I'll say mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, live your truth. Yeah. And then I watched a whole bunch of other bullshit. That's good. Um, you, know how, you know how it is. Yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, I also saw fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, which like... Ugh. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> um, I think that was... I think we saw it the weekend it came out, and I was just... Hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm-hmm. Rami, you beautiful man. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why did you do this? It just felt um, like. But it did make me realize I do dress up like a discount Freddie Mercury, and that read me to film. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. More than I had to. Like, I knew, but like, really having it shoved in my face, I was like, oh, uh huh. I do have that all those jackets (laughs) i mean cody if you just unmute my instagram comments you would see what i've been trying to tell you for the past year i've been trying to save you this embarrassment (laughs) (laughs) that'd be so funny if we've just been putting on this whole bit we just fucking like have twitter fights all the time (laughs) that would be very good i mean that's basically what we do so i mean it's not yeah. really much of a joke. Like you said earlier, this is like our two-year celebration podcast, which is yeah, bullshit. What? Like, <laughs> I almost said earlier, <laughs> 2006 was such a glorious year, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, fair, <laughs> but I meant 2016. What? Yeah. 2016. Words are hard. Time is just unreal. We started this in such a... A naive space, you know? So, wow, you know? Because we, if I remember right, we recorded our first episode early, right? God, it's been so long. Yeah, probably. (sighs) Remember when we used to plan ahead? (laughs) (laughs) Good times. So that's great. And now, you know, in the past two years since this has happened, Twilight has become cool again, so you're welcome. Yeah. Um... We did that. We are that. responsible, and I'm sorry. 
I'm, I say you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say goodbye, but I say hello. You oh, know? my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a good run. Um, this was a good time. I'm really glad for all the experiences we had, but I do have to leave this podcast forever. (laughs) Great. Well, I mean, I knew it was going to happen someday, you know? (laughs) In good news, and maybe I did it because I wanted it for our birthday podcast, um, but this is just a quick plug that our Twilight's back up. What? Our Twilight Tumblr's back up and running. (laughs) Ma'am, are you good? No, words are hard. The Starburst had something else in it, you know? Um, (laughs) The, yeah, so our Tumblr is back up and running, so enjoy that. Um... I just, I wanted you all to want it, you know? I think you were just, you didn't want it. And now you yeah. do. The people had to beg, and then Allie gave. <laughs> That's just, that definitely resonates with our podcast Scorpio energy, I think. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me, personally. Um, We have some current events to get through. Yeah, yeah. Mainly, seeing as this is an audio medium, we should talk about visual art first. Please. My favorite part of this podcast. Um, <laughs> most notably... Just describing visuals that no one will ever see. Yes. Most notably, this art that is on the Ringer. Uh, the Ringer website. So, it's from an article titled, The Most Underappreciated Movie Franchise of the Last Ten Years is Twilight? And, boy howdy, folks. Um, it is a... Boy howdy. It's a very long piece that I'm sure has some interesting bits in it. I didn't read it. Um, (laughs) I wanted to, but I got very sidetracked. Yeah. By... (sighs) Cody, I can't... Can you describe... (laughs) I need help. (laughs) I I need you to try. (laughs) It's... Well, it should be this description... That was me. Sorry, I threw my voice. (laughs) This description can only be said as a love drunk and also literally drunk Edward staring down <sighs> at a Madame Tussaud version of Bella? <laughs> well, listen, I don't want anyone to be confused here. This is, in fact, a Renaissance painting. <laughs> well, yes. Also that. It's very important. Um... And also terrifying. I hate looking at it, but I can't stop. It's, I, yeah, I can't stop either. I think that this also falls into the same problem that we had a little bit ago, too, where Edward is green. And why do we keep making vampires green, you know? Do, like, did you, do you not know? Like, that's the wrong (laughs) mythical creature. Like, get, get out. Yeah, I don't know that people understand that when you're trying to make someone look sickly, especially for an immortal creature, that green isn't necessarily, green isn't good, you know? Like, we don't have to go that route. Um, And Bella is straight up pink. Like, she drank too much Pepto-Bismol and it's now just, like, in her skin. She looks (laughs) like raw chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I don't know who made this. I, I have... She looks like that girl on Twitter who, like, put all this um, pink face pa- body paint on and then it didn't wash out. Yes! She's <laughs> pink for, like, days. That's exactly who she looks like. That's her, actually. Yeah. Um, it yes. was modeled yeah. after, after her. That's beautiful. I love that. So much glorious art about the Twilight franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's awful. The actual first article that I do want to get to this week is from consequenceofsound.net. Whoa. And the article is titled Classic Film Review, Twilight Should Never Have Been Reviewed by Adults. Um, And this was posted this past week. And the first sentence of it is, The world doesn't need another Twilight takedown, so I'll begin here by saying this. Twilight, more than any other superhero movie or Star Wars reboot, makes me remember what it was like to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> you know, when I think vampires. Yeah. And, you know, it does take me back to my personal experience in high school. It is just a biopic, Twilight, for me. You know? Sure, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I get it. I think this is an interesting 
take on things, I think, of trying to understand it and keep trying to understand it, I think, from an adolescent perspective and not from an adult perspective. But I think that it it still just, like, is a fucking takedown of Twilight. Like, there's a part here where it's the author who is um, Randall Colburn still just says, like, that being said, I fucking hate Twilight. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, let it be known. Yeah. Um, but I do think the idea here is important. Yes, yes, yes. The last thing that I want to talk about, and this was sent to us on our Tumblr, actually. It's just very good. The It's from the Daily Beast, and it's talking about how Catherine Hardwick broke a ton of records with Twilight, but Hollywood labeled her difficult. Now, we are not strangers to this. I think we've kind of picked fun at um, Catherine Hardwick over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly just because Twilight is just so blue. Um, and she's just yeah. such a hippie. <laughs> like, Yeah, you know how it is. Um, but the one reason, this was sent to us by Peach Puppy on Tumblr, so thank you. But the one reason why I wanted to talk about this and bring it up was that Twilight became a huge blockbuster. There's no doubt about that for good or for bad, the way that people Mm -hmm. talked about it. But she um, was not celebrated for her success in that by any means. And I think that that is important to talk about. So there's a part in here where she says, um, she's talking about the financial success for Summit. She says, when I went in, I saw that there were massive bouquets and balloons and bottles of wine and crazy gifts sent to them by all the distributors around the world or whoever, all their friends. So I actually had it in my mind, wow, this is a pretty unprecedented success. I heard these rumors that when a director does something like this, they give them a car. They give them a two picture deal or something like that. They give them an office and ask them what they want to do after this. And then I got a mini cupcake that day. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Coming in here, I'm sort of working for free, doing this online stuff, and that was what I was offered, a mini cupcake. Yikes. (sighs) For real, though. It's just bullshit. So I think that's important to talk about. Like, we can make fun of Catherine Hardwick and her personality as, like, Super Portland, super hippie, making a blue movie and stuff, but it had huge financial success. And so to not properly give thanks to someone who is working for you um, and who provided that success, not single-handedly, but who was a major frontrunner in doing so, I think is really just, it's disrespectful. For sure. So, Bummer Town. Bummer. Yes. Hi, welcome to Bummer Town. We serve raw pancakes. <laughs> I live in Bummertown. I'm the mayor, mayor of Bummertown. <laughs> That's that two-year synergy, baby. Uh, could you read us these questions, please? Well, we have we have a question, then we have a very important comment. Then we just have a fact. Yep. <laughs> we have breaking news. Yep. Okay. Our first question is, if you could yell at E.L. James about one thing... What would it be? <laughs> now, one thing. One. Just one. <laughs> but I have a scroll, Cody. <laughs> I have a never-ending list. I mean, you're the mayor of Bummertown, so go off. That's true. Uh, one thing. Wait, hold on. No, fuck you. Are yes. you okay. Are you an Eeyore kind of mayor? What kind of mayor are you? <laughs> what do you mean, what kind of mayor? Like, how are you? What kind of Bummertown is it? I've played enough Animal Crossing to think I'd be a pretty good mayor <laughs> if I was given the opportunity. I guess, what kind of bummer town is it? Is it like an aw shucks kind of bummer town or is it like a hey fuck you kind of bummer town? There's a little bit of hey fuck you, but most of it's all just kind of us being bummers in like our own way. Like we're all just like hanging out at home and probably like laying down and disassociating and like watching Netflix and it's like, it's all right. We're like, it's going to be okay. We're just got to just gotta give our space, you know? So you're the mayor of Twitter? Yes. <laughs> the mayor of Twitter. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, what's this one thing that you want to yell at E.L. James about? Ah, uh, um, there's so many things. I would probably yell at her for being so inconsistent with, like, the characterizations of Anna and, and Christian. Mostly Anna, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, like, she's very much 
portrayed as like I'm a feminist and like I know what is right for women and like I stand up for myself but like time and time again like lets herself be emotionally and physically abused by this guy and also everyone in her life basically and it just seems like her being like yeah girl power but it's then like actually fuck that <laughs> and here's yes. like all this horrible stuff shrouded under like basically her own internalized misogyny and hatred of fucking women yes exactly i completely agree the one thing i think mm-hmm. i would yell at el james about also, fun fact, before I say this, I had a, a student ask me today why Essie Hinton goes by Essie Hinton, and I was like, uh-huh. what other authors do you know go by their name? Because they were like, what gender is Essie Hinton? I was like, well. Right. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. um, and they were like, hmm. I was like, okay, do you know J.K. Rowling? And they were like, well, I don't understand. Why do they do this? And I was like, well, they present, like they go by names that are traditionally sound more male so that they can sell uh-huh. books. And they were like, that's fucked up. And I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, if I could yell at E.L. James about one thing, I would say um, it's bullshit that Anna yeah. doesn't know what sex is prior to meeting Christian. Yeah. That's, yep. that's incorrect. Yeah. Especially being uh-huh. roommates with Catherine. Like, incorrect. She does not know what yeah. sex is. Yeah. Yep. And also, what is the time in your book? Sorry, one thing. Yeah, uh, one, one. Could you please read this comment that we got, please? Uh, all right, here we go. Fucking buckle up, tell, Can you tell everyone where <laughs> we got it, though? Uh, someone commented this on one of our episodes on SoundCloud. <laughs> for no reason? Makes me, for, but it makes me realize, like, it's at a specific minute mark, too, and I don't remember what we were talking about. But it must have, like, that second they thought of something, and they're like, no, I have to, I have to let them know right now. <laughs> so it's so important. important to me. Which, um, so just keep that in your mind while I read this. Okay, weirdest fact about Disney that I learned yesterday and is oddly applicable due to the Fifty Shades of it all. Apparently, when animators slash artists are hired by Disney, literally every doodle they create on and off the clock while they're employed at Disney belongs to Disney. In retaliation for this foolishness, a lot of artists create Disney porn, from tame topless little mermaids to gratuitous nastiness, all in the Disney animation style, off official Disney porn that Disney now must own according to their own policy. I'm haunted now, but I thought I should share. <sighs> That's... I'm I broken. It. I hate it. <laughs> I can't... Um, uh, what? Happy 90th birthday, Mr. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Um... Good to know that there is legitimate, official, canonical porn that exists of you, Mr. Mickey Mouse. What the actual Uh fuck? First of all, I have so many questions. The fact that Disney is like, hey, your creative abilities, mine, 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 mine now, (laughs) um, is wild. I did not know that. But I just love this kind of tomfoolery of being like, all right, well, I'm going to still practice, but fuck you then. (laughs) I'm going to just use all your characters. You know I got to ask you this, right, Cody? What? What's the one that they draw the most? No, don't do that. No. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be like one of the princesses, right? Like that just seems like the easiest thing. I mean, do they hire, do they hire white boys in their 20s that are right out of art school? Listen, I hate that this conversation's even happening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That just, it's haunting me, is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I hate it. Um, what also is haunting me a little bit, low-key, is what made this person think of it during our conversation. (laughs) Um, I have questions, but I don't know that I want answers. Okay. Yeah, reasonable. (sighs) Chapters 5 and 6 are buck wild. Would you like to talk about them with me? I suppose. Okay. So where we left off um, in chapter four was sleepy time, because E.L. James only knows how to end her chapters in one of two ways, either sleep or emergency disasters, because that's how novels are written. I'm not sure if you knew that, Cody. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. as like a professional writer, but that's that's how you end <laughs> stories. Yes, um, that's that's what I learned getting my degree. Yeah. Um, just make someone go to sleep. <laughs> yep, just sleep, sleep. Either, like, forever sleep or just mini sleep. Yeah. But chapter five starts off, there's a lot of sleep in both of these chapters. Um, Anna's, like, in a mood throughout both of these chapters. So keep that in mind 
um, audience, if you are not reading along, even if we don't reference it every single time, she's like in a mood. And E.L. James yeah. is making that very, very clear that she's like being moody. <laughs> yeah. So they're getting ready to leave their honeymoon um, at the start of this chapter. And they have like, I think she said like 18 hour, like an 18 hour flight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, fuck that, first of all. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. They, when they make it back, because they do like some fun stuff or whatever. Um, they do like some jet skiing stuff and I don't know. It's like bullshit. But they end up going, no, actually, fuck this. Before we get to the part where they head back. Because um, once they start talking about the jet skiing stuff, he, Christian picks her up. I remember this now. Um, he picks her up and he's like, Mrs. Gray, I'm very pleased to announce that you've put on some weight. And so, yeah, this was, yes, I remember now. This is when they get home from their 18-hour flight because they're getting into the lobby. Because she gets, like, pissed. She's like, um, excuse me, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, sorry, real quick. <laughs> that's very inappropriate. <laughs> and so keep in mind, E.L. James looking at the camera being like, hey, Anna is moody. <laughs> And also, according to Christian, has put on some weight. <sighs> if you're just checking off on your bingo board, we both sighed at the same time. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Anyways, lots of bullshit happens. He's, like, carrying her across the entrance of the threshold because gross. And they're both exhausted, right? One of the things that Anna tries to mention, too, is she's like, so much has happened in the last three weeks of her honeymoon. Who am I kidding? In the last three months of me knowing my husband. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, I gotta go. <laughs> All right. She's mentioning a lot here that she's going back to work tomorrow. And so she's trying to get back into her, like, routine of things, which, fair, you know, it's been a long time since you left for work. Sure. Anyways, um, there's a little bit of a break, and she's having difficulty getting back to sleep and everything, but then they head to Christian's parents' house for a welcome home luncheon, because, sure, those are normal things that you do. While they're there, there's a lot of, like, happy talking, whatever, and they're, like, bantering about stuff, because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna take you to the boathouse, and rip your ass up and she's like wait what (laughs) hold on we're like next to your family (laughs) what's happening and I thought that it was funny too there's there's a lot of attempts I think E.L. James makes to try and make Christian's family like the Cullen family um but in like quirky human ways so when they get there um it's mentioned that Christian's dad is in a chef's hat and that like the most dad apron it said something on it, like, license to grill or something on it, I think. Oh, God, it's perfect. <laughs> it's just... Now, great. Christian's dad in it, perfect. But even better, yeah. just imagine Carlisle in that, though. It's just yeah. so much oh. better. It's just so much better. Anyways, they're talking, having all this fun, um, but it's still mentioned that Anna's kind of in a mood. And then all of a sudden, they're having this conversation, and the house gets quiet because Christian's at the piano and just starts like singing to himself. Less Freddie Mercury and more (laughs) Edward Cullen style of just like softly doing it. But the whole house gets quiet and like pays attention to him. And he like frowns and gets all embarrassed and stuff. Like, no, nobody has to hear me sing. Yeah. I just thought that it was so weird that he apparently had never sang in front of them. The other thing that I thought was very important about this is the song that he sang. <laughs> um, which was, it was the most important song, I think, um, for him to sing, which was Wherever You Will Go. And Hear me out. Would it have been better if he sung that one Britney Spears song that he put on that iPod? <laughs> Toxic? <laughs> Yes, yeah. just a, a pian- like an acoustic version of Toxic. That's like all the internet was in like 2012. For like real. Everyone was just like posting <laughs> acoustic covers of Britney Spears songs. Yep. It was a haunted time to be alive. Just like a fucking Boyce Avenue cover of 
Um, toxic. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it would have been. And their family would have lost their shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Grace, like, McFreakin loses it. Because apparently she's never heard her son speak, let alone sing before. And so they're freaking out. And then they leave. And this, my friends, is when things get very buck wild. <laughs> so there had been a lot of talks about Christian and his car. Um, he's driving this car called an, an R8, which, yeah, hi, my name's Allie. I know cars. Um, right. <laughs> and he's like, he's been talking this whole time about how he definitely loves his wife, Anna, so much, but just about as much as he loves this car. Like, really gross bullshit like that. And so they get in the car, and he finally, like, for no particular reason, lets Anna drive on the way home. And she's very excited because... Yeah. Uh, fast car. And so she turns on fast car. Because like, it's fucking Saudi Arabia all of a sudden. Like, what? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's never driven a car before, especially one that can this go over 55. Be, this should not be how your relationship is like. Stop. Yeah, he says, like, he throws her the keys and is like, don't, don't bend it or I'll be fucking pissed. And it's like... It's just a piece of metal that could literally kill all of you, but yeah, sure. Make <laughs> those kinds of jokes. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so she puts on Tracy Chapman and starts driving, and then things get a little bit buck wild because I think, from what I could tell about this, Sawyer and Taylor are not in the car. It's just the two of them, and the security are following behind them, which makes things a little bit more difficult. They find out that they're being followed by a car. So they start to get on the freeway. And Cody, are you familiar at all with the freeway that they're referencing here, the 520? No. Okay. I don't know your freeways. um, (laughs) But there's probably some sort of equivalent. So this is a freeway that goes right across a lake. And it's very, um, it's very close to the water. So it's not, it's not the standard bridge where it has like space between um, the bridge and the water. It's kind of like the ones in Florida where it's like, it almost feels like it's on the water. Um, it's super cool though. It goes from Bellevue, which is where Christian's parents' house, I guess, is, and Seattle. Um, so it goes across this lake. It's cool. It's like a two mile piece of highway or whatever. Anyways, so Anna's driving on all this and Christian's like, hey, so you're doing great. Keep driving this car. Definitely don't wreck it. Um, just so you know, we're now in a car chase. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, like, real quick. <laughs> yep. So he's like, don't panic. Um, just step on the gas, because we're being followed, and if you don't, we're gonna die. And so all of a sudden, this, what seemingly was a chill scene, has turned into part of speed. So there's a bomb underneath the car. <laughs> like, um, things are getting buck wild. Anyways, so she's hitting the gas so fast and apparently there is like never traffic on this day with them which is unrealistic there is always traffic for always um especially on the 520 and I love it they're speeding through lanes and shit like this um and there's apparently it's like a dodge that's coming for them or whatever anyways they're going through all this traffic they finally leave um and get towards a parking lot that's near his apartment place. I yeah. Christian would be pissed if I called this penthouse an apartment. Hey, fuck you, Christian. You live in an apartment. And they are unsure who is doing this. But, like, who else? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean... Ooh, I love that she's still, like, shrouding in mystery as if it's not very obvious. Exactly. <laughs> like, ooh, who could it be? Yeah. This- Literally the only person that's been ever villainous besides our fucking protagonist. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The... One of the things that's so buck wild about all of this is um, Anna's like, oh, I don't, I can't imagine. Like, is it an ex? Um, is it one of his, like, is it a co-worker turned bad for him? Like, who could it possibly be? It's definitely not the person that assaulted me at my workplace who was upset that I was dating Christian. No way. <sighs> what? So they, they're parked in this parking lot. Anna's freaking out, understandably so. Because there's a lot of adrenaline there that she just dealt with. You know, she did great. Thankfully, there wasn't too much there. Just a couple of people that, like, swerved in front of her. But things seemed to be okay. She's sitting in this car in the parking lot where no one is around her. 
the adrenaline is finally starting to come down and she naturally starts to just like sob um because mm-hmm. that's a very scary thing to go through yeah so christian starts to comfort her in a way that i feel like christian has taught her she wants to cope by having sex in the car in a parking lot in public as you do as you do we all have coping mechanisms all right <laughs> Li- i mean listen um <laughs> That's fair, but also, I mean, wow. (laughs) Anyways, so that's a thing that happens. They get back to the the penthouse, finally. And when, apparently, Anna, who graduated college, who had a best friend who worked in journalism, doesn't know what unsub means. I, ugh. (laughs) Like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I can't believe. It's just unreal. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's just wrong. Like, this, like, it's just wrong. I don't... (sighs) She hasn't gone her whole life without knowing, like, very fundamental things. Or very, like, easy things you would pick up just by living a human life for 20 plus years. That's like being like, what's a bed sheet? (laughs) Anna, what? (laughs) (laughs) I hear you guys keep talking about Pop-Tarts. What is that? (laughs) Wait, you mean the fan in the bathroom, if you turn it on, it does something? That's bullshit. I don't understand. Nah. mm -mm. (laughs) The shower curtain, you close it? I don't understand. I thought you were supposed to clean the floors while you showered. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking. E.L. James, I don't understand. Like, you want us to like this character, right? Why aren't you doing anything to help it? And we're also supposed to believe she's, like, the smartest fucking person in the world who, like, only reads classic English literature and it's just so- her mind is just so beyond. Except she doesn't even know, like, what the fuck anything hap- is happening in real life. Like, doesn't know anything that's happening in real life. Well, and the thing that's bullshit, and we're gonna talk about this in chapter six, is she becomes- she went from being the acting editor to the actual editor of her publishing company. <sighs> And yet, this motherfucker doesn't know what butt plugs are. So, like, what <laughs> books are you reading? And also, doesn't know what an unsub is. Again, what books are being sent to you? Like, how are you qualified for this job? I just love that, like, your interview for being an editor at a book publication company or a publishing house is like, all right, first things first. Do you know what a butt plug is? <laughs> Can you verbally confirm to me that you have an understanding of butt plugs? Because otherwise you are not going to make it in this business. That's You're just it. not going to make it very far. You just can't. You, you can't do it. I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand. Like, what is she reading? Goodnight Moon every day? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's just like, plug in, the, put, give me the Oxford. I'm going to play Goodnight Moon again. It's like, Anna, no. <laughs> There's more Anna. to this. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Anyways. They finally get into the elevator to go up to the penthouse. And we finally, in the third book, meet one of his neighbors. Um, Mm -hmm. A guy named Noah Logan. Here's, okay, here's the thing. Don't, don't trust someone that has two first names. Yeah. Don't. Rule of thumb. It's terrifying. You can't, they can't be trusted. What? What is a name? What is... Noah Logan isn't a name. <laughs> That's someone who couldn't decide. And so they were like... They knew their name was Logan, but they accidentally said Noah. And now uh-huh. everyone calls them Noah Logan. Noah Logan is every sad boy at an indie show who messages you the next day saying like, Oh man, I saw you at the show, but I didn't say hi. I was too nervous. Noah Logan sounds like <laughs> Sokotoa to me. <laughs> uh, Noah Logan does not own a bed frame. No. <laughs> and he will sleep with you on his mattress anyway. <laughs> Noah Logan uses a fucking sleeping bag as a comforter. <laughs> Noah Logan <laughs> owns beanies that are too small for his head. Noah Logan is everyone I dated. <laughs> college i have to go uh, no logan can play three notes on a guitar and thinks that that is jizz worthy so 
I need... <laughs> Noah Logan has seen Pulp Fiction 500 times and has never read a book. Again, Noah Logan is everyone I dated in college. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> oh. oh, This is a real peek behind the curtain over here. I... I've Welcome made my fucking twisted mind. I have made so many mistakes. I have dated so many Noah Logans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. Oh my god, my stomach hurts. <laughs> oh, I could just, I could write a book on Noah Logans, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> your dissertation. <laughs> oh. Noah Logans definitely don't wash their hands after they go pee. I'll tell oh you God. that right now. <laughs> oh, and that's just from experience, folks. Oh, God. Um, also, Noah Logans don't make you come. Anyways. Um, yeah. Oh, but we knew that. <laughs> we knew that. That's not news. Yep. Yeah, they think a, um, they think a fake orgasm is definitely real orgasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, anyways, I gotta go. I'm still so... I need to, I'm, I'm literally blushing. I'm so exposed right now. Um, okay, anyways, so, no, Logan, um, I forgot what we were talking about him. Um, he's, he's Christian Gray's neighbor, um, and he lives in apartment 16, so apparently Escala has apartment numbers, which is wild, um... So he, like, puts his hand on there to be like, oh, yeah, so what floor do you live on? And then Christian just, like, looks at him, doesn't say anything, and puts in the code for his penthouse into the elevator. And yeah. No Logan's like, oh, yeah, right, man. Cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so, yes. Anyways, they go upstairs, finally. And we find out um, at the end, um, he walks in, Sawyer's there, and Christian's like, Sawyer... Let's talk in an hour. Um, I'm going to go fuck my wife. (laughs) And so that's how chapter five ends. And chapter six starts off just like that. They go to the playroom and um, surprise folks. Um, But they do fuck. Yeah, they do a little fuck. They do a little bit of the fucking. Um, Just just like a little bit. This is, I think, the first time um, in the whole time that they've met each other that they use lube. Yeah, I think this is the first mention of lube. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's... Which is embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's very embarrassing for all parties involved. Um, and the reason being is because, folks, here we go. The butt plug is in the house. We're back, ladies. <laughs> 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 our, our special guest, the butt plug. <laughs> You've been waiting so patiently. So is Anna, even though she was scared of having a finger in her ass. That's true. <laughs> and now she has a whole turkey baster. It's happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I need to go. You can't just say that. During the time, you can't just... I gotta go. Isn't the red room just her pretending to be a turkey? Isn't that what just sex is? <laughs> She just, like, gets on the table, like, <laughs> pose, sitting down like a turkey with, like, her legs out and shit. Does it- like, her arms sucked in. <laughs> Doesn't Christian Grey just come in, like, Guy Fieri being like, it's time for Flavor Town. I, what I didn't want to associate Fifty <laughs> Shades of Grey with was Guy Fieri. What? Why did you just make my brain do that? How dare you? I mean, isn't the red room just surrounded by little, like, paper mache, like, felt flames or something, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of flame decals. Yeah. And, like, it's like a cool truck. <laughs> but people have sex in it. <laughs> you know, like a cool truck. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, fellas. You know what I'm talking about. You know, ladies... Am I right, ladies? (laughs) Fellas? This might be the recording where we fucking lose it. I think we're not going to make it after this. All I'm imagining is Christian not closing the door all the way and Mrs. Jones coming by just like seeing Christian try to catch Anna as she's trying to be a turkey. worst thing to oh, podcast. I just need also, something to... Speaking of, speaking of what's-her-face, um, 
They were having. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot her name immediately after you said it. Um. Anyway, Anna's like talking with Christian. Oh yeah. About, like the sex toys, and then she's like, "Who washes them?" Oh yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, it's probably me or or Mrs. Jones." And she's like, oh, sick. Like, what the fuck did you think, Anna? Like, he, like, outsources people to, like, wash his sex toys? You're an adult. Wash your fucking sex toys. (laughs) Yeah, he has dry cleaning specifically for his sex toys. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay, speaking of this. So, anyways, yeah, they have sex. It's boring. Whatever. Yeah. Um, she takes, she goes, changes, and then goes back to the playroom. She gets the butt plug, um, and, like, takes the clothing. And she actually, like, runs into Mrs. Jones in the hallway. And yeah. Mrs. Jones is like, hey, so let's go over the menu for this week. Make sure that your meal planned, ready, set, fit to dip. Mm-hmm. And also, like, let me take your laundry. And she's like, fuck you. What? what? Fuck you. No. <laughs> um, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, and she's like, I don't want to deal with any of this right now. And also, don't take my clothes. There's a butt plug in it. <laughs> um, Please. And then the thing that freaked me out the most was she goes in to the bathroom and she put soap and water on her butt plug. Soap! What? Yeah, uh, yeah. Anna! Uh, Anna, read a book. <laughs> Anna, Google anything. Like. Anna, please, use the internet. You have access to that. I don't understand. Christian has given you, you so, many, so many opportunities to use the internet. And you're putting soap on your sex toy. Why? Stop. Please, stop it. <sighs> That's just, like, okay, it's fine, but it's the awful. (sighs) Um, anyways, she is still freaking out, um, about going to work tomorrow, um, because she's the editor now, and she's fancy. Um, she starts, like, uploading all the photos from her trip onto her computer, and there's a lot of them, um, of, like, candid photos. And she seems shocked by that, even though she gave this camera to Christian to yeah. for specifically this reason. Um, and so I thought that that was weird. Anyways, um, she goes into the office to talk to Christian because she's, like, freaking out um, that he's going to be, like, gone. Um, and he's looking at CCTV footage of something. I don't know. Sure. And keeps replaying it to try and figure out who the person in the Dodge was. Also, we find out at some point that the person in the Dodge was a, a, a woman. So, sure. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Christian keeps looking at this photo. Um, and it, like, is blurred and then refocuses. And Anna's looking at it, too, and then finally realizes, like, this finally fucking clicks in her brain. Um, that the person's face matches up with the only person that could possibly be doing this. Mm-hmm. And she whispers to him, and she's like, Christian, it's Jack. And that's how chapter six ends. Great. Just, like, excellent. Just, I definitely don't know where this is going from here. <laughs> wow. Ugh, man. Who knows? You the know? suspense, you know? Uh, wow. So, um, next week we're reading chapter seven and eight. Beep, so, beep. great. Um, and beep, 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 before beep. we get to a fantastic fan fiction... I thought that our patrons could be, we should do something birthday related. Let's say what they're doing at our IRL birthday party. Great. I love it. So thank you so much to our patron, Shannon Clearwater. Um, And Shannon is hiding in another room playing with pets. Amazing. Relatable. Shout out to Katie Weber. Who is cutting the cake but is trying to do all the math of how many people there are and how many slices she has to make so everyone gets a slice oh god and they're all even that's a stressful job <laughs> it's very stressful yeah katie weber the lord's work <laughs> the, yeah doing the lord's work um okay and then thank you so much to simon Steele. ow who is doing an ice run at the bodega down Ooh. the street Ooh. Being the real MVP. Thank you, Simon. Simon. Making sure all our bevs are just chill, you know? Doing, honestly, the Lord's work, you know? Yeah. Like, the job that nobody wants to do, but that we need, and that we yes. greatly appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, so thank you very much. And also is doing it while wearing a party hat. 
Oh, very good. Very excellent, good. excellent, excellent. <sighs> Cody, I am so happy to report to you that on our two-year birthday party episode, um, yes. we have a fan fiction that was sent to us um, mm. by none other than Hannah, who needs a nickname. Yeah, we gotta give her a nickname. I mean, I know it was Hannah stronger than the Marines, but yeah. I, I don't know. Is that enough for the Lord's work know. that is being done, you know? That's true. So... I can only think of Hannah Banana, and she's probably heard that. Her, her whole Hannah life! Banana, her whole life. <laughs> um, but is... We'll figure it out. Well, yes. We'll Stronger than the Marines, though, truly. Yeah, for real. Um, we thank you for your service. Um, this fan fiction is yeah. called Loving Him is Grey. Mm. And it was written by Maddie Malark. Uh-huh. Definitely their real name. Definitely not a Hunger Games reference. Um, And this this summary goes a little like this. A cleaner version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Anastasia Steele is a new journalist falling for the mysterious, attractive CEO Christian Grey. What happens when two very different worlds collide as one? And also, all characters belong to E.L. James. This, I'm happy to tell you, is a 32-part story. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who has the time for this? There have been over 160,000 views on this. Oh, my God. So, um, apparently some people have made the time. Yeah, people are encouraging this behavior, and I don't appreciate it. Yes. Um, Let that be known. So, here we go. Chapter one. My hands rake through my mousy brown hair. I stare back at my reflection with a look of disgust across my face. I so do not want to interview some snotty CEO. Sure, I'm the top journalist student in my class, but I have some more important things to attend to, such as styling for my... Settling? What the fuck? Um, <laughs> no, that was not Maddie Malark. That was just me. Um, such as studying for my finals and graduating college next week. Also, my 22nd birthday is soon. The Taylor Swift song plays on repeat in my head. I stifle my laugh as my roommate Victoria comes out of her room. Like always, she has her nose in her nursing book. She's going to med school after graduating next week. Victoria is genius and is going to be a wonderful nurse in the future. My eyes slide back to the mirror again. I inhale deeply, thinking about skipping this interview. I could always have one of the underclassmen do it. It would be great practice for them. Lord knows they need all the practice they can get in this field. Journalism is a hard field to get into. The competition is tough. You never know when you might lose your job. It's vital to be the best of the best. End scene. Right. Hey, Cody, I don't know if you know, but journalism, <laughs> it's a hard uh-huh. field to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I wish I read this uh, before I started my degree. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just, like, let's not. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little tough out there, you know? <laughs> Many Malark was just trying to look out for you, you know? Yeah, she's trying to let me know. Damn. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, as we say in Seattle... <laughs> <laughs> get bit. Oh, get whipped. <laughs> and happy oh. birthday. Yeah, to us. Only us. Give us cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone